going on ladies and gentlemen i am your host vic and welcome back to victory lane on today's episode guys we talk about the nba bubble madness not to mention we get into the nfl and talk about all these players switching squads so why don't you guys just pull up a seat grab a cold one and dj hit my damn music What's up, guys? So let's just get right on into it. The NBA bubble is in full swing, and oh my goodness, we have had some crazy games so far, and a lot of remarkable performances. So one most notably that I've seen so far are the Phoenix Suns, and damn, guys, they are balling out. My goodness, as I stand right now, they are currently 4-0 and and are just absolutely running Rekshaw all over the NBA right now. They are clicking on all cylinders, and it's all led by their main man, Devin Booker, who seems to have found his groove and really starting to reach that superstar potential of his. Not to mention their number one overall pick from a couple years ago, DeAndre Ayton, is also coming to fruition. He's a double-double machine, guys, getting like 20 and 10 a night. He seems to be on the block down low. He's moving well switching his feet and he's been a defensive savant for these guys so far and guys looking at the phoenix suns roster from top to bottom a lot of the guys are just gelling really well so i mentioned the two studs and devin booker and deandre ayton now let's kind of look deeper into their roster so starting up point guard for them they have ricky rubio who has been kind of a journeyman in the league he was drafted by the minnesota timberwolves many years ago and it didn't really pan out his skill set and his overall game just didn't fit with what the t-wolves wanted to do so they shipped him on out to utah and at Utah, he finally started to begin showing signs of looking like a true point guard. He was passing the ball better. He was actually getting his shot to fall, in which he was starting to average double-digit points up into the 15, 16 points per game type level. And then the Utah Jazz let him go, and he went to the Phoenix Suns. And with Phoenix, he's just kind of the, the maestro if I don't say so myself, just organizing this offense and having the guys being put in the right situations at the right time to get the best possible outcome. And then looking deeper into the roster, they have Mikael Bridges, who has been a defensive guy for them in addition to Aiden. He comes in and plays very tough defense with us at the small forward position. And then looking a little further, you have Frank Kaminsky, who was coming from Charlotte Hornets, and he's kind of resurrected his career with Phoenix as well. And then Javon Carter, the backup point guard, who isn't really mentioned a lot, but has shown signs of being a damn good guard in this league. And then not to mention Kelly Oubre Jr., who had a very huge season for them this year. He was balling out. 
No lie, guys. But most notably, the Phoenix Suns' performance against the Clippers was a huge eyebrow raiser for me, guys. It showed me a lot. The Clippers squad, who's a very deep and talented team, the Suns showed no fear in that matchup. In fact, Devin Booker had this crazy buzzer beater shot. Paul George was guarding him on the final possession of the game. It was tied all up. He drove the lane. He was switched on to Kawhi Leonard. And then it didn't matter. Devin Booker hit this nice turnaround jump shot at the horn to give the Phoenix Suns the huge victory and propel this team to 4-0. So I'm excited, guys. The Suns are balling out. And let's see what's in store for them. I would love nothing more than to see the Suns win out and squeak into that 8-9 seed play-in game, which would be fantastic to see. Hopefully, they'll be playing the Portland Trailblazers because that would be an absolute thriller. Dame, CJ, Devin Booker, Aiden, you name it, big stars, bright lights, prime time slot. It would be must-see TV, guys. So I hope we get it. And, of course, the winner of that matchup will play the Lake Show. And LeBron and AD, you know they'll have something to say about all of that. Can't wait for it. It'll be a top-tier matchup. Now, in addition to the Phoenix Suns, guys, we have another team that's been playing really well as of late, too. And that team is the Toronto Raptors. And they have looked like a defensive special team. I mean, Sergi Baca has been blocking shots left and right. And then their leader, who surprisingly took the reign from Kawhi, Kyle Lowry, has been just showing out. He's averaging 20 points a game. I mean, my goodness. And then his co-star, Fred Van Vliet, he was doing business as well. Dishing out five-plus assists a game, hitting the three-point shot. They have pieces, guys, similar to the Suns, where they are just getting it together. So Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry, Serge Ibaka. Let's talk about the unsung hero in OG Ananobi who has been kind of quiet. No one talks about this guy, but he's in the starting lineup, and when he comes in, he produces... He's getting double-digit points. I'm talking 13 to 15 points a game with a couple of rebounds here and there and then some assists. He does it all. So, guys, their starting five looks really good, not to mention the veteran Marc Gasol down low. He has a great feel for the game and has contributed effectively to this squad. And rounding out the squad, Pascal Siakam who has looked like an MVP candidate this season. He has shown huge growth in his game. Since Kawhi left, he's kind of took in that leadership position with Kawhi Leonard, kind of co-leading this team, and yeah, then knocking down shots left and right. 20 point per game score, 8 to 9 rebounds per game, making his free throws. He's done it all. So the Raptors are an all-around very solid squad, guys, even with the departure of Kawhi Leonard last year. They haven't really skipped a beat. If anything, it seems like the team has kind of kept that camaraderie and gotten better. Now let's talk about some solo performances, guys, of some players that have shown very remarkable things in this bubble environment. So the one I'm going to talk about, I'm sure some of you guys might know where I'm going with this, but let's get into it. The T.J. Warren Show. Let me say it again, guys. The T.J. Warren Show is real. 
If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, let me just whip on out the stat sheet real quick and let me tell you what this boy has been doing. His first game of the bubble, he had 53 points. Where in the world did this come from? Because before the season stopped, he was not doing anything remotely close to this. I don't know if the guy's reinvigorated or if he's changed his diet or if he has a new workout routine, but whatever the kid is doing, it is working in abundance. And his second performance, his second game of the bubble, he had 34 points just pouring it on and his third game another 30 point performance he's just a walking human bucket guys he makes baskets and he's not playing no games the tj show is here to stay and the pacers can't be more overjoyed with what his ceiling and overall potential will be towards the future now guys Let's talk about the NFL. There has been so much breaking news that has been going on during the offseason. But let's just start off with the big story, Patrick Mahomes and his contract signing with the Kansas City Chiefs. So if you guys did not know, Patrick Mahomes is the reigning and defending Super Bowl champion, the champion of the NFL. And the Kansas City Chiefs definitely want to keep this guy on the squad for a very long time. So naturally, contract negotiations broke out between both sides over the summer, and Patrick Mahomes, deservingly so, wanted a very lucrative contract. And I'm not just talking a million dollar contract i'm talking multi-million dollar multi-year deal and insurance that he will be set for the rest of his life so the contract goes as following he signed a 10-year deal worth up to 503 million dollars Half a billion dollars, guys, to one dude. He is the first NFL player in history to sign a half a billion dollar contract deal, guys, with incentives all woven in. He is going to be set whether he's hurt or not. He is going to make close to $503 million. It's phenomenal and unprecedented. And let me tell you guys, he deserved every single penny. Patrick Mahomes is in his early part of his career, young 20s. He could win three, maybe even four Super Bowls. And even that won't be enough for the amount of publicity and money the Chiefs will be making. When it's all said and done, this guy might be worth billions of dollars by the end of his career. So in a way, he kind of took a discount for the Chiefs so that they could build a solid enough team around him for them to win year in and year out. Now, in addition to Patrick Mahomes, there's been a multitude of different NFL trades that have gone down this offseason, most notably the Jamal Adams trade. Let's break it down. So Jamal Adams, cornerback of the New York Jets, went on Twitter recently and was absolutely bashing the head coach, guys. I was laughing hysterically. He went on Twitter and basically said that Adam Gaze is incompetent and that he couldn't lead this team to the playoffs, and he couldn't win games with them. And after he said that, I knew that, man, this guy wants out bad, and 
he's not going to let up until he's actually done with his franchise. So with that being said, the Jets had to send him somewhere. They couldn't keep this guy under the roster with this type of mentality. Bad for the players involved. So they decided to send him to the Seattle Seahawks. And I think this is a really good fit for him. Seattle is the kind of offense led by Pete Carroll in which that he can be woven into almost seamlessly. It kind of reminds me of Legion of Boom vibes, honestly, guys. I could see him being the backfield, being that ball hawk kind of cornerback in which he's batting down balls, playing up on receivers, and intercepting it when need be. To get a player of his skill set, they had to give up quite a bit for him, in which they gave up two first-round picks, in addition to safety Bradley McDougal, who has been a pretty good player for the Seahawks. All in all, I think it was a fair trade on both sides. The Jets got two first-round picks, in which they can use to build around their fresh, new, upstarting young quarterback in Sam Darnold. And then the Seahawks got their player that they can use right now in Jamal Adams, because Russell Wilson is in the prime of his career, and the Seahawks have a window in which they can win a Super Bowl right now. Let's get into the second big trade of the offseason in which DeAndre Hopkins was traded to the Arizona Cardinals. This trade, guys, was huge. It was monumental because D-Hop is one of the top three best wide receivers in the game going today. And for the Houston Texans and Bill O'Brien to give him up, to a rival in the Arizona Cardinals that was unprecedented. And he's in the prime of his career. He just came off a huge season in which Deshaun Watson was dishing it to him left and right, putting up multiple touchdowns this past season. So it was a shocker to me, but I am very happy about where he's going because the Arizona Cardinals could use an impact player like this. They have a fresh new quarterback named Kyler Murray who could utilize D-Hop's skill set to a whole new level in which he could propel his game and the team to possibly a playoff berth. The Cardinals have a great looking roster with a lot of players who, uh, who are up and coming like Christian Kirk, veterans like Larry Fitzgerald, and then running backs like Kenyon Drake. On the Texan sides of things, I think they did a horrible job. How could you trade away a top three receiver in DeAndre Hopkins for an injured running back in David Johnson? It didn't make any sense. Not to mention you broke up the chemistry between Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins that led them to the playoffs the past two years. So, Bill O'Brien, you have a lot to prove this upcoming season, and we'll see how it bodes for you. Now, last but certainly not least, let's talk about the GOAT and Tom Brady. So a lot of rumors were swirling, guys, during the offseason, wondering would Tom Brady actually leave the Patriots? The Patriots had a pretty subpar season in which they got to the playoffs as usual, but they did not reach the Super Bowl, which are Tom Brady's normal standards. So Tom Brady came down at the end of the season, and he said that he would be joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Patriot fans all across social media were weeping and just in total disarray. They couldn't believe that their GOAT, their childhood hero, their guy they looked up to for so many years would actually leave the franchise for some other team. And he chose the Bucks. And I think the Bucks are a great team. They have so many pieces there, naming some just to be a few. Mike Evans, 
top-tier wide receiver, Chris Godwin, a Julian Edelman slot receiver who showed a lot of promise this past season. They have tight ends galore and Cameron Brait and O.J. Howard. And then Tom Brady was actually able to get his buddy, big boy Rob Gronkowski, out of retirement and join the squad as well. The Bucks have a huge trajectory coming this season, guys. And I think that Tom Brady, although he might be older and he can't throw the ball quite as well as he used to, he has the weapons that it won't make much of a difference at all. I could easily see this team making the playoffs. And then possibly even the Super Bowl. I would love to see the Bucks play in their own hometown for the Super Bowl and then possibly against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. So I want to thank you all for tuning into another episode of Victory Lane. Next time, we talk about the NFL rookies and see which guys are going to have the biggest impact coming in 2020. Not to mention, we talk more NBA basketball as the season gets closer and closer to the NBA playoffs. So guys, take care, stay well, and I will see you all on the next one.